One, two, three, four. Spoils of Akron. What did you do this weekend? We're going to talk about what we did. And we have special guests from the library. Spoils of Akron, the Spoils of Akron podcast. So, ah, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Spoils of Akron podcast. My name is Cody Stanley, and I am here with my co-hosts. Liz Tyron. And... Chris Miller. And this is a podcast all about the art, culture, and eccentric residents of the Rubber, Rubber City. City. The Rubber City. The Rubber City. Speaking of the Rubber City, it was a, a, a fun-filled weekend in the Rubber City. Yeah. Co Cody, we had the Italian Fest in town. I know. Chris, did you go? Did anybody go? I didn't go. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> I no. wanted to go. I love the Italian Fest. Do you love that? Can you guys tell yeah. out there we don't talk about what we did over the weekend until we are on the air talking to you? And and so I didn't know if they went yeah. or not. I did, did you go? I did. I went. I walked through it twice because we were, um, let me see, promoting the Akron Farm and Flea Market on Thursday night at the Canal Park Rubber Ducks game. Yeah. Um, we had a table set up for Farm and Flea, and I was passing out cards. And then when um, Jason and I walked back home, you know, we live right here downtown, from the um, stadium, we walked through the Italian Fest. It started on Thursday evening, so Ooh. we just got to walk through and take in the, the vibe and, um, you know. Was it very Italian? The, the delicious smells and the, mu yeah. the music. My favorite part was they had, like, Italian um, live music coming from Lock 3 from the stage. They had, like, you know, a real Italian guy singing. I just well, want everyone to know that. I'm not going to do it. But. As she's talking about this, she's talking with her hands like a real Italian does. Yeah. <laughs> so it's very, it's person, very Italian beginning to this podcast. Was, was I was raised. accordion by, by chance because that seems to be associated with <laughs> With a tuxedo, with a black and white tux. And, <laughs> oh, um, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I was raised with the Italian culture. My mom, my grandmother, uh, the food, all of it. Oh, yeah. The godfather. <laughs> <laughs> But it was awesome uh, weather for everything, including um, the farm and flea market yesterday. We yeah. had beautiful weather all weekend. I was so grateful to the weather gods for that. And we had such a nice turnout for the market. And, man, the people, the happy faces just coming to the market and, and the reaction that we get um, and how excited people are that it's going on is beyond awesome for me. It is so rewarding, and, and it's been a, a, a like heartfelt effort to get this market going and um, you know the awesome partners we've made this year and, and come together and made this thing come to fruition full force. It's just been an awesome experience already this year. We've had two markets, uh, and we have two more to go. There's going to be the August 14th market and the September 11th one. But, Chris, you've come as a visitor to each of the two. What was your feel, or what did you see? I, I thought it was great both times. The weather was perfect. Um, I was here earlier uh, yesterday, earlier in the day, when it was still a little, it was, it was like fall-like almost, like high 70s. Um, it, I, I, th I thought it was wonderful. I mean, I, you know, the Square Scullery was here for the first time. Yeah. I tried some of their delicious Brussels sprouts. And I, I would never think I would say delicious Brussels sprouts, but yeah. they were they were fried and they had this aioli <laughs> that's, sauce. That's so the secret. The they're like bathroom. pan fried in right. oil. <laughs> yeah, and um, I bought some. Uh, that should be a test. Any <laughs> food someone doesn't like out there, let's all try frying it and see if you just yes. automatically like yes. it better. Yeah. It seems not, to be the trick. Not deep fried, pan fried, but so it's still yeah. a healthy option. And I got some uh, strawberry syrup and some 
cinnamon maple syrup from one of the uh, vendors. And nice. It, I you know it was like locally tapped, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was it was awesome. I mean, great turnout, some good music, Beyonders and Time Cats. And, yes, yeah, yes, we had cool. great music all over the place this past weekend. Um, not only did uh, the Beyonders play at the market yesterday, and Jerry Sapernetti, uh from Time Cat, but Jerry also played at the Uncorked Wine Bar on Friday night. Um, that was the punk night situation that they they had up at Uncorked, uh, the 22 High Street Gallery, with photographs by uh, a famous photographer. And Chrissy Hind was in a lot of those pictures, and she was even present. She was here in town and helping celebrate and, and promote. And I think she was even in part behind this whole punk week situation that's going on in Akron. We even have punk night here in Musica this coming Wednesday. Cool. And I see that you shaved the mohawk. And, and to honor that, it's yes, I know no one can spiky. see no one can see Liberty it out there. Spikes. But my head is shaved um, all the way, you know, down one side and into the back, and 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 then the rest of it's dyed pink. And I'm wearing chains and and black leather. I've changed my look. Uh, I was so inspired Friday night. But do you, do you notice all the star <laughs> power coming back to Akron, Mother's Ball, and Chrissy Hind? I mean, it, it's oh, yeah. it's cool, you know. And the one of the Black Keys will be here, I think, over the next few weeks for a roundtable event. Um, I just noticed some of these Akron icons. Cody (laughs) remained here. We're thankful for that. (laughs) Cody of um, Cody, what are you laughing at? Theater fame. That's not a joke. You're the real deal. Wait, wait. What do you do? What? Why are you famous? I just am. You just it's are. Just, yeah. It's just, I was born this way. It's just your essence. Okay. <laughs> you just exude fame. Um, well, yeah. well, it's true. And, and I think that I, as an Akronite, am very proud that when they come back, I, you know, when you see the reactions and things, you can tell that they really like what's going on here in Akron. Um, and, and when Mark Mothersbaugh was here, um, the reaction that he got and what the art museum's uh, doing in terms of his art and what he's be, being able to see. Uh, happen in the city. There's this, you know, evolution that's been going on for years now, and that's continuing in terms of the arts and the creativity and the changing landscape. And I know Chrissy and, and, and he and others are very happy that these things are going on, that these sort of grassroots projects and, um, and, and creative minds and, and all of that are on the forefront and on everyone's minds and that everybody's spreading the word and public markets and, you know, pushing for the bike movement. All of that is um, really appreciated by artists like that, and the fact that this is their hometown, hometown, I think that that, you know, makes them want to come back that much more and, and check it out every now and then and they're, show themselves and represent. They're realizing that Akron's cool again. They said, "Oh, we got to get back <laughs> some of this action because we, you know, they were here and was uncool, yeah. and then they left. So maybe, maybe they'll start moving back. Maybe the, the big, big names. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're we're big names. Well, yeah, big, big names. Big, like, big names. Okay." Well, the, far- the Farm and Flea was um, awesome yesterday. Thank you if anyone out there came to it. Uh, we had the live music, like we mentioned. We had Square Scullery. Uh, we had Sassy Dog. Uh, Urban, Eats. Urban Eats was open, of course. And we had a lot of quality vendors. And I want to thank any of those vendors who might be listening, including, uh, you know, and I'm sorry, I'm not going to uh, be able to get to all the names, but, you know, some of them have, have been uh, repeat offenders now, meaning they've uh, been at both markets and plan to be at the next couple as well. So thank you to Birchwood Supply Company. Jason was one of our guests recently, and he was even on New Day Cleveland promoting the market a week ago. Yeah. Cool. So he's a, a, a really cool dude and got awesome product. I bought one of his antique trunks as a gift for Jason for his birthday. Um, we had Stagecoach Antiques. I love that lady. I love Eileen. We've got to get her on the show. Um, they've been set up every time. She even got 
words together, letters, I should say, Akron Farm and Flea out of books. They do this really cool thing. Have you seen it at, at Stagecoach where they cut books out um, or letters out of books? Hard, that, with the yeah, hardcover really and neat. everything. So if you go to Stagecoach Antiques uh, like Facebook page, look for that image. It was just posted within the past week. And she arranged the letters to say Akron Farm and Flea and posted it. And let's see, Gypsy Grace and the Vintage Goats were here. Um, Miss Julie's, like such a cool, cool mix. Um, Noto, Sarah Edwards had her pillows, Land of Plenty. Uh, so thank you, all of you vendors. Um, the market wouldn't be anything without you. Uh, so speaking of books, by the way, we're talking about Stagecoach doing cool things with books. Have you guys ever gone to the library and like cut the books up into letters? Do they let you do that there? Wait, let me ask. So. Let me ask people who would know for sure. <laughs> uh, you're going to get your library card revoked. <laughs> I have a feeling. <laughs> okay, we have guests from our Akron Summit County Public Library today. That drives me crazy, by the way. Can I just say that Akron? I, I, it's so many words. I just want to say the the library. Is that okay? That's fine. Welcome, Kelly and Curtis. Thank you so much for being here. Tell everybody out there uh, what you do at the library and why you're here today. Well, my name is Curtis Bauer. I'm a librarian in the Science and Technology Department. Ooh. So uh, I'm a reference librarian, and you'd better not be cutting up those books. <laughs> oh, busted. Darn it. I knew it. You can still get a card, though. We'll sign you up. <laughs> I have one. Look, look, look. I was just at the library on... Saturday, I believe. Yeah, and uh, we were walking through Star downtown. Wars. Yeah, I'm not. This is what I brought these in uh, to the podcast today because your DVD selection is awesome. Like what people can rent for free is we got the original Star Wars this weekend to watch, which I knew you and uh, you and Ryan would be like. Original, Don't even try to steal original? it. Yeah, yeah, oh. real deal. And I got I got a book called Lessons in French, um, and it's actually a fictitious novel. But I went to Paris recently with my girlfriend Lauren Ward, for, who owns Noto, and um, I thought I would read this and then pass it to her to read. I thought that'd be kind of a fun follow up mm -hmm. to our trip. So I mean, I don't know how often you know people think to come downtown just for a good old hey, I just want to go pick a book up at the library or rent a movie. It doesn't have to be a special program. But on the flip side. Like, or a special reason for them to go. You know, I hope everybody still goes on a semi-regular basis. But on the flip side, you guys do have awesome programming. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> what What do you think, Cody? What have you you guys do like cosplay there, Chris? You guys yeah. You guys do all kinds of fun stuff with the library. Sure. Yeah. And you know, as everyone probably knows, or many people know, I I was not really an employee of the library, but worked there for a number of years, mm -hmm. running the media center, and mm -hmm. just the the people there are so amazing. And I love books. I was, I've was i been a bookworm since I was a little kid. I mean, that's I, I preferred books over hanging out with other people when I was Nerd. in grade school. Hey. Yeah, I did. <laughs> We're the place to come to. <laughs> that's right. And I, I love the luxury of being able to check out e-books mm -hmm. from home, you know, which is nice. Although mm -hmm. I do like coming into the library. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, the reason why uh, Kelly and Curtis are here is to talk about a really cool event coming up on July 23rd. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, on July 23rd, it's a Saturday, uh, starting at 1 o'clock, we are going to have a program called Search for the Truth, an afternoon of cryptozoology. And for those of you who don't know what cryptozoology is, it is the study of unknown animals. Wouldn't you say, Curtis? Yeah, that pretty much sums and it, it up. And it kind of covers Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, um, the Abominable Snowman. Pretty much any organic living living creature. Yeah. Um, so we have two speakers coming in. We have a speaker from 1 o'clock to 2 o'clock, and we're going to have a second speaker from 2 o'clock to 3.30. 
That sounds awesome. I, I grew up watching monster movies, and I, I've long been fascinated with Loch Ness Monster Bigfoot. But apparently there are many more than that. You know, there's yeah. one. Yeah. Um, there's a gentleman in, in Norton, right? Or Wadsworth? He's in Wadsworth. He is our second speaker. His name is Seth uh, Breedlove. And he is actually a filmmaker, and he's an investigative journalist. And he has a couple documentaries out already, and one of them is called The Minerva Monster. Huh. And uh, it is sort of like a Bigfoot creature that was spotted in, I think it was the late 70s. Um, he has a second documentary out called The Beast of Whitehall, which also tells the story of some kind of a big, hairy beast in upstate New York. And um, I believe his, his company, which is called Small Town Monsters, um, I think they're working on a third documentary as we speak called uh, The Boggy Creek Monster. Yeah, I think what he uh, wanted to do originally, which is what he's doing actually, is uh, he wanted to start this series of um, little documentaries about lesser known uh, reportings of uh, unexplained creatures around the country. And so he started this series called Small Town Monsters. And I, I knew about Minerva Monster, his first film. And when I heard about that, we were throwing around names to try to get. And it's like, let's try to get this guy that did the Minerva Monster film. Because it was very well done. I mean, the editing. The sound, the music, everything was very well, very good quality. We so. actually own copies of it at yeah. the um, Akron Library, his documentary, Minerva Monster. Mm -hmm. And so if you get a chance, check it out. It is very professionally done. Everything, the editing, everything is, is really, really good. And we actually mm -hmm. saw his name um, because the Beacon Journal did a big uh, article on him like two years ago when his mm -hmm. Minerva Monster uh, documentary came out. Sure. What what inspired you to schedule this particular program? Do do either of you have an interest in this topic? Yeah, I uh, I've always been fascinated by the unknown, and and I grew up in Ohio, even though I'm not from Akron. I grew up in Youngstown, which is just uh, east of here. Um, Ohio has always been a hotbed of the unknown and supernatural, whether it's the Bigfoot investigations of the 70s or the haunted sightings. I mean, I, I here in Akron, there's just so many haunted reportings that I've heard just in the years that I've been in Akron and then it dates back to the uh, the sighting or the experiences of the down in southern Ohio in Adams County there's a place called Serpent's Mound which has had a number of oh the Serpent's Mound Serpent's I've seen Mound. pictures sure yeah, yeah that, I mean so, so Ohio has just always been rich in like unexplained phenomena both supernatural and like cryptozoological and it was just kind of let's let's try a program about 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 this and see how it goes I think cryptozoology is something that fascinates a lot of people when they're kids, mm -hmm. and that's how they get into it when they're, they're little, but then it, it's not necessarily something that you have to outgrow. No. I think if you sort of have a fascination for Bigfoot or the Loch Ness Monster when you're a kid, it kind of does stick with you mm -hmm. um, through your adulthood. Hopefully. Yeah. And just <laughs> kind of human curiosity, mm -hmm. you know, curious about right. this. You don't have to necessarily believe it, but it's like, gosh, what is out there? How come so many people have reported seeing the same thing that don't even know each other? It and it kind of goes wonder. hand in hand with, um, with you know, UFO sightings and that mm -hmm. sort of thing as well. And, and the, um, what do they call the crops that get cut out? Crop circles. Yeah. Crop mm -hmm. circles. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so it's it's one of those things where some people are hardcore into that oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and believe it through and through. Yes. It, or, or they themselves claim to be witnesses. And, and so they um, will 
tell you hands down, yes, this exists. And then in some cases, like you said, it's more imaginative or mm -hmm. fantastical or just fun yeah. and interesting and or worth exploring and talking about. Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of like you can approach it from either side, either end of the spectrum and, and get something out of it. Um, do you guys recommend this particular is this for adults what you're talking about? Is it geared towards yes. adults? It's kids aren't going to have as much fun with it. In oh, other words, well, I know, no, I, I know that back. you said like the idea of it, you know, like the kids do have yeah. that fascination. But is this particular programming a little too dry for them? Do you think? No, or? I think it's an all ages program, but okay. it's done seriously and not in a cartoony sort of way or jokingly. You know, we're not going into it saying, oh, this is a load of hooey. Um, we're going in sort of with an X-Files attitude that we're going to present are these two speakers are going to do their thing and let the public decide, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, I think that's the way Kelly and I talked about that. It's everything down to the artwork. Let's approach it with an X-Files sort of attitude because both of us are big fans of, like, serious science-based people investigating unknown things. And I think that's the overall gist of what we went for. What do my, you think? My, yeah, my hope is that people who are seriously into this, I mean, they're, they're going to come and get something out of it. And those who have kids and maybe just want to come just for an afternoon of something free to do, um, they're going to get something out of it, too. Awesome. Um, and I should point out that uh, we had mentioned Seth Breedlove. He is our second presenter at 2 o'clock. Um, we have a presenter before him, a man named Doug Waller, um, who is a founding member of the Southeastern Ohio Society for Bigfoot Investigation. Um, and so he is going to be our first speaker, and he does speak um, uh, specifically about Bigfoot. Uh, he started the club in 2008, uh, and he wanted to do it to give uh, a, a people a chance to talk freely and openly about these kind of um, uh, creatures without maybe being laughed at mm -hmm. or scoffed at. Um, so, so they take this very seriously. They are very serious about it. Mm -hmm. So that's cool because if there are other people out there who, who take it seriously as well, it's almost like here's a club, here's a calling where you can go uh, – talk about it with like-minded exactly. individuals mm -hmm. and learn. Um, and this is going to be this Saturday. No, it's it, next Saturday. Next Saturday, I'm sorry. July 23rd. Thank you, July mm -hmm. 23rd, next Saturday. And it's in the library's auditorium? Yeah, main library auditorium. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've, I've always considered myself a, a healthy, having a healthy skepticism. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would welcome any of these supernatural type of things where I just see them with my own two eyes. Yeah. My own two eyes and... And I, you know, I appreciate though that people are looking, and that we acknowledge that it's not just us here. That there mm -hmm. are things that we don't know about. I mean, think about the uh, the Mariana Trench in the ocean, and how that's that's as mysterious as space, and yet it's here on our planet. So there's got to be squids. all yeah. kinds of creatures <laughs> lurking down there. You know, maybe there's a sea monster down there oh, yeah. that oh, we don't know about. There's there's gotta be. There are hands-down creatures in the ocean we have never seen. Sure. We, we have a lot oh, yeah. of natural areas mm -hmm. that, that, though we know we map them out, I mean, there are... You know, there are a lot of species of animals we haven't even discovered yet. Yeah. And, you know, Curtis mentioned the X-Files, and I, I love that line from that show that said, I want to believe. That's me. I want to believe that, mm -hmm. you know, and who knows? You know, maybe we'll find out on July 23rd that... <laughs> <laughs> that I believe. I, believe. I, I do believe. <laughs> Yeah, and you so know. it's almost like even if you're skeptical, that's worth coming. Let's yeah. see if exactly. they can change my mind kind of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. I think there'll be something for everybody. So... It we, sounds like it. And what else? Um, are there going to be any any tables set up, any informational yes. type of uh, activities? Yeah, both of our speakers have requested tables. Um, the Southeastern Society for Bigfoot Investigations are going to have tables. They've published several books they're going to be selling, and they're going to uh, have displays, I believe, of 
castings of Bigfoot footprints that have been found. Um, and then Seth Breedlove, he's going to have a table, and he's going to be selling uh, his two documentaries um, that he's completed. And I think he sells T-shirts and some other like promo posters and things like that. So yeah, they'll, they'll, be, they'll be cool stuff to look at in between and before and between and after the speakers as well. That's very cool. Now, do you think that this will be like a continuing project with the library if it goes well? Well, <laughs> it, it could. It, it could. If, if people show yeah. up, I mean, you know, programming is always a gamble, depending on the subject, time of year, mm-hmm. um, you know. But yeah, if if, if this is a, has a good turnout, yeah, it would be something to look into doing something in the future similar. Maybe not the same program, but something similar. Maybe to cover UFOs or aliens or something. Yeah, I'd like I don't to, know. I'd like to cover UFOs. If this is a success and we see that, yeah, we have an audience mm-hmm. for this type of thing. Um, you know, maybe someday mm-hmm. uh, that would be a, a, an interesting topic to yeah. look into UFO yeah. uh, phenomenon. I know you said audience, but it almost sounded like you said audience, like just like speaking and quickly or, you know, which I do all the time. Uh-huh. Uh, but how cool is that? I think that's what you should refer to. O-D-D. Your, yeah, that, that's like, I think a cool oh. term for people who attend things like this mysterious, mm-hmm. you know, sort of uh, questionable out there, mm-hmm. unknowns, yeah. an audience. You know, <laughs> you guys, you see where I'm coming from? I get it. It took me a minute to figure out what you were yeah, talking no, about. Yeah, no, it's it's odd subject matter. Yeah, yeah I get it. I, it could be anything. It could be, you know, like the cosplay peeps, the, the whole. Is that odd to you? Yes. <laughs> Very. No, that's so normal. I do that. All, what? Yes. Yeah. But it's fun. It's odd, but it's odd. Yeah. We've got I, odd mall. For the record. Yeah, odd mall's great. Yeah. I awesome. do not awesome mean event. odd as any sort of it's not a bad thing odd is good in my opinion odd is unique odd is interesting odd is necessary in this world um i want to talk to you guys if it's okay about your actual daily jobs what goes into being i know we know the basics or i think people think they know what Mm -hmm. being a librarian means Mm -hmm. but in in today's day and age maybe it means something different from Mm -hmm. when we were all kids and knew our library librarians in school what is it like these days what's your your daily work day well (laughs) we start with that one it's every day is different i tell you you know working with the public especially an urban downtown public library it's every day is different it's not like the same thing every day we our basic job is to answer reference questions both in person and over the phone and those since we work in the science department our subjects are generally science related or magazine and newspaper related or medical because we have the medical stuff a lot of Um, car repair questions mm -hmm. but being on main street it can be so unique and uh, some of the questions we get asked and people we deal, deal with but you know I love it it's uh, I, I'm a people person I love seeing the different people and you know uh, and then programming is another thing as we try to program around our subjects that we have um, and I, I think I think it depends on what type of librarian you are we are both um, like adult service That's reference true. librarians um, I was a children's librarian for seven years um, and it kind of depends where you work we're in downtown Akron there are 17 branches um, in the Akron Summit County Public Library system. So some of those are up in Richfield and down in Green. 
you could be like an early childhood librarian like I was, and then mostly you're working with the little, little ones. We have teen librarians who mostly work with teens, and then we do adult librarian um, ship, which is what uh, Curtis and I both do. And Curtis has been a librarian for like 20 years. Yeah, a long time. A long time. <laughs> I've been a librarian for about 11 years, but mm. I've been in the system a lot, a lot longer than that. So um, you need to have a master's degree, believe it or not. That's always shocking to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Kent State University has a, a master's degree program. Mm-hmm. And Did you both go to Kent? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. Library science, right? Library mm-hmm. science. Master's in library science. Who <laughs> yeah. knew it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it really does just depend on, on the day. Mm-hmm. It, it's very different being a reference librarian at Main Library than working at, at the branches. You know, we don't really have a neighborhood to pull from. So we, we get, I think we get a, a larger mix of people. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, mm-hmm. but we really, we get a, a large mix of folks that come in and call us. Well, mm-hmm. when people ask you questions, just say, hey, go Google that. Yeah, Google uh, leave it. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to read here. Seriously, like, is yeah. the Dewey Decimal System dead at this point? No. 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 Good. I'm so glad to hear it. Because I feel like that's what we all grew up with. So it's yeah. always going to be kind of near and dear to your heart. Yeah. And I was like, does that even exist anymore? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's still yeah. in use. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, that's we, gotta... how, that's, we live and die by the Dewey Decimal System. Yes. Believe yeah. it or not. Hardcore librarians. Yeah. We live yeah. and die by the Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> we got we we to have some way to keep all that stuff yeah, in order. Yeah, you know? We have to find it somehow or it doesn't do anybody any good. Ooh, yeah. How about the Cody Decimal System? I like it. <laughs> I, I have to say that, um, and, and, and I, I'm a little biased because mm-hmm. I was in the building for quite a while uh, doing my work, but we have one of the best libraries, I think, oh. around. Maybe even in one of the best in the country. I mean, we, we really, I noticed that uh, the, the library system here in Summit County is very progressive, forward-thinking, mm-hmm. um, embraces technology. Yeah. I mean, on the first floor, there's, yeah. a, there's okay. a group of people who now can help you with your, your e-readers and tablets, embracing the digital age, zone. which is so important. Yeah, mm-hmm. the tech zone just launched, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And that has some really cool stuff. It, it's the you know the, the video making portion, which is what we did in the media center. But there's also a 3D printer. There's wow. a there's a, a vinyl a vinyl that printer. Vinyl printer. I yeah. think that's the neatest thing. It's awesome. The vinyl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's called a printer. Um, and there's a there's a, a, a business development center at the micro for, business for center. Yeah, entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that right inside the entrance off Main Street now? Mm-hmm. Is that what yeah. I saw mm-hmm. when I was in there the other day? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, Linda, Linda Hale, Hale runs that. Mm-hmm. She's 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 a great person. Yeah, and we're very dynamic, and it, it's just I I see uh, constant change there, and, and mm-hmm. ad- adapting to our quickly changing uh, society, and and the library has such a critical function, and will mm-hmm. I think, you know, forever. I think that's one of the things that uh, makes us a strong system is we've, we've been able to adapt with the, with the changing times. You know, uh, traditionally 10, 20, 30 years ago, a library was just a depository of books. And, um, you know, as times change, you know, I, I heard all these people say when the Internet came up that, oh, libraries are going to die a slow death. But, you know, we, we, we had to find ways to change to be rel- to remain relevant. And we've, we've tried different things. And... Uh, try to keep people coming in and using our services and things like the tech zone and the different types of programming and um, embracing technology is a way we waited some of the ways we've done that it's an equalizer because without you a lot of people wouldn't be able to mm-hmm. even get online yeah every yeah. day wouldn't exactly. be able to access um you know 
a lot of important educational pieces, mm-hmm. look for jobs. Right. Yeah. Um, you also have there a seed library. Oh, we yeah. do. Which, which you can come in and you can actually take a packet of seeds and plant vegetables and oh, flowers and stuff. Oh, a seed library. Yeah, yeah we that's, are a seed awesome. sharing library. Like for in our plants. department, too. Yeah, that's in science and technology mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, you can come fun. in and take up to six packs of seeds a day. Hmm. But wait a minute, a, a library, you, you usually have to return things. I take it you're like, how does that work? Are you purchasing them? You're not returning no. returning seeds, are you? No. no. Now, we do ask people if they can bring back seeds at the end of the season, then that we'll replenish. replenishes right. the, the, the uh, library. The uh, but, um, you know, we don't force people, of course, to bring back the seeds. We can just ask. And, uh, yes, yeah, so we replenish them every uh, year, usually by, like, February is mm-hmm. probably a good time that it's it's like fully stocked like right now if you went over there we do have some seeds left but of course at this time of the season they're kind of picked over um, but yeah we get it's mostly vegetables <laughs> we get some, no pun intended yeah. um, <laughs> Uh, we don't really get many flowers. It's oh, mostly you like veggies. That? You like that? I, I have an idea. Along with making people or asking people to return seeds, tell them when they grow the vegetables, they have to cook you something. Oh. Bring it in. I like the way. You. I Bring like you that. some of the harvest. Yes. That'd be really cool to have an annual like um, Thanksgiving with all the produce that comes Ooh, from the seeds, like a, wow. a special dinner at the library or something. Yeah. You know, it's... I'll let Curtis work on that. <laughs> <laughs> Curtis, it, Curtis looks intrigued. Okay. It, would, it is intriguing, yeah. So would you say that you guys have a lot of free reign with what you can do as far as programming and stuff goes? Or is it more, like, I guess I'm just wondering, like, how does the programming come about? Like, is it always the librarians that come up with it? Do other people that work there kind of do a lot of it, too? Or Well, I would say mostly it's the librarians who come. And sometimes, like, as a division, like the Science and Technology Division, we will have a meeting and we will sit together and talk Talk about about. like upcoming programming and of course we try to program um within our subject area we Mm -hmm. we try not to ever go outside of our subject area um and yeah i mean i think we come up with it but we would certainly be open to suggestions like if somebody outside of our division has an Mm -hmm. idea or outside of the library has an idea and brings it to us i would like to think that we are open-minded and Mm -hmm. would would welcome I think we get our ideas from all over you know from talking to people not only the subjects we have but like things people want or um you know i get inspired every day from different people and ideas that they have and things that ideas that they have so it's okay hey that would be neat so and, and i think like this cryptozoology is sort of our stab at trying to do something a little more like lighthearted and fun mm-hmm. and it's outside the box of what we normally yeah. do and because we do a lot of like serious things in the science department yeah, we which are is science in, and technology it's important <laughs> and but it's nice to like step outside of that sometimes what and, other kinds of things do you do um we have like patent uh <laughs> classes and um health information classes okay. And we have our couple signature events every year, yeah. like the um, we do like a gardening Affair, program, uh, Maker um, Fair. We do. Oh a, gosh, Maker Fair! That's the big one. We're yeah. going to have that again this uh, November. Well, we went to that. Remember, we were all there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a big, big fun event. And, and tell, tell I us, bought a purse. Tell us a little bit about the whole <laughs> Maker Space <laughs> movement. Um, there seems to be a sprouting up in libraries, right? It, all it, over the country. It mm-hmm. is sprouting up all over the country. And um, we have the Tech Zone, which is on the first floor. That is not our department, but we share space with them on the mm-hmm. first floor. And like we had said, um, they have all sorts of great new equipment down there for free. Uh, some of it you may need to call ahead. I'm not sure. Um, make sure that it's working. Make sure that there's going to be someone there to be able to help you with it. But it is free and anyone can come in and, and use it. 
And some of the stuff, I think there might be a small charge, like depending yeah, on what you're doing, like, like the for uh, the material. For the material, the, the vinyl cutter, there's a small yeah, charge, but it's a is. fraction of what oh, you would yeah. pay yeah, to have right. someone print out a sign. For oh you. yeah, it's right. you're talking dollars as opposed to like tens of dollars if you were to get this sign made at a sure. professional shop. Same with the 3D printer, you know, it's they, they I don't even know if they've even figured out the charge. It's going to be so much per plastic, uh, depending on what the size of the thing you're making. So That was the first time I got to see a 3D printer in action was at the Maker's Fair this year. It was so cool. Um, Those are really cool. It yeah. was such a neat mix of just things to see. It was almost like being at a little bit of an adult science fair. Exactly, um, yeah. But then there were other cool things going on, too. There was um, an artist outside doing something with, remember he was twirling the drumsticks oh, and everything and the spattering paint. the paint. Oh, He's yeah. a paint juggler, yeah. A paint, paint juggler. Paint there juggler. you go. Mm -hmm. um, so there were just totally <laughs> unexpected, really cool, fun things to see and yeah. I like I said I bought a purse but it's not like you're picturing there was um uh were they Tibetan or Nepalese uh they, the, there were these really um lovely women I got to actually meet and interact with them that um hand they they loom and they make these beautiful bags over the shoulder purses and bags and it's one of those things where you just see it and it's absolutely beautiful craftsman, craftsmanship and, and something you want to support because you can tell that they're, it's sort of a, it was a refugee situation mm -hmm. and they did have um, somebody there helping them uh, actually handle the funds and, and organize it that wasn't part of um, the actual making of the bags. So yeah. th there was this sort of really great cause uh, going on with that. And, and so you're just walking through and you don't even know what you're going to see next. Chris, you guys were set up doing interviews, you and Blue, mm -hmm. Yeah, and we, we set up a little storytelling booth. Um, it was kind of a mock of a storytelling booth. The vision I had uh, a few years back, I, I, and I, I still would like to do this. I, I'd yeah. like to set up, um, you know how they have photo booths, like at the mm -hmm. mall and stuff where you just put money in and they take a photo strip? Yeah. I, I want to set up um, like little capsules almost in public places where people just go in like a confessional and just talk about whatever they want. <laughs> the modern and day I, confessional. I, I, want, I want to put them in mainly in bars and places where people are they're Those uninhibited yeah. and, and yeah. have it just feed the stories to Just a let them spill location. the beans. Yeah. yeah I That's going to cause a lot of discourse within families and friendships I can just tell but well, it's great well, there, let's there do it there would be a function to turn off the video part and just have audio or to mask <laughs> the yeah, person's identity say, yeah. so they could just talk about whatever that's crazy wanted. I don't I don't I don't know what you guys are thinking I can identify people by voice it's not that hard <laughs> there's that's it's gonna be fun though I think it's an awesome idea did you see Cody were you there I can't remember. I swear you were. Did I you guys? Probably was. This at, was at really. Point, this was really was, memorable. I think we stopped by. Yeah. The robots on the other side in the lobby area. The, they had like yeah. a bunch of uh, remote controlled robots oh, yeah. going on, like yeah. twelve different kinds, and kids even had been the makers of those. Ro robotics team at University of Akron, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. They make no. an appearance every year. Yeah. And, and there was a show that used to be on called BattleBots. Yeah, I remember And that. I think they're bringing it back, if I'm not mistaken. That was one of my favorite shows. <laughs> this is great. Do you know what BattleBots are, Cody? I do. Fighting not, robots. I don't, know. I don't know how to use one. <laughs> I know what they look like, kind of. <laughs> You look, you look like you'd be interested in well, fighting robots. The last time the show was on, I mean, you probably were in diapers. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> is there a place where uh, 
people can go to find out about all the program programming that the science program or the science uh, department is doing at, at the library? Mm-hmm. Well, you can go to our website. The website um, it's okay. www.akronlibrary.org. And funnily enough, um, we are having a brand new unveiling of our website tomorrow. Oh, um, so <laughs> fingers crossed that <laughs> everything goes smoothly. It's yes. supposed to go smoothly. I have faith that it will, but you know how those things yeah. happen sometimes. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, you can. There's like an events calendar on the okay. um, library uh, homepage. But if you go there uh, tomorrow and it's not working or it's not up, yeah. don't panic. It's be just, patient. Just it's be coming. patient. It's because um, we are getting a new website tomorrow. Yeah, we go live <laughs> tomorrow, so it should be fun. That's great. Yeah, and there's so many great programs there. I mean, you, really, get, you guys yeah. have the, uh, the main event series, and you bring in nationally yeah. mm-hmm. known speakers. I remember John Hodgman was there. I think it was about a, maybe last year or the year before, mm-hmm. a famous comedian, and um, Dave Giffels spoke at that. And, and you guys just do so many great community programs, and um, it's a place for just various groups to meet and to connect, and it's it's a... Very, very valuable thing that you're doing. Geek so. Fest is coming up. Yes, Geek, Geek Fest, Fest. Yeah, yeah that's, that's another great one. Yeah, that's one of our good uh, yearly signature events. It's and the, and the programming for the children's department is outstanding. Yeah, I imagine that that department must be nationally recognized or something because it is just so good. I've, I've taken um, some of my friend's children and things to some of the... But whether you go for an actual story time telling um, or a, a, a special event like when they had the superheroes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember the name of the event, but of the event, but it was so neat. The kids could actually dress up like superheroes, make their own capes. They had backdrops for photo opportunities. I mean, it was just all out awesome. Um, or if you just pop in, it's such... I mean, the entryway alone, it looks like you're entering a, a ship out of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And and the furniture, the books, the setting, everything—it's always just like a joy just to walk in. For me, as even as an adult, so mm-hmm. kudos to that whole department. And it sounds like you were at one time part of that, if not with this library, yeah, but part of that world. That world, yeah. yeah. They're very busy. They do a lot of work, but it, <laughs> it's fun. It's a fun. It's a fun job. It's a. It's and, a lot of- and all the cute little kitties. Do they? Uh, do they? Do you find the kids for the most part? outside of the actual children's department you know you get older kids and teenagers and things do they more or less behave themselves at the library do you guys have issues with that not really you no, know not they don't behave themselves no oh, i no, no i meant they, <laughs> <laughs> i meant no they're actually pretty well behaved yeah. cuz you're in a downtown yeah yeah setting we, like we said and everything like that but i i go to the library often enough i never see any trouble there yeah they they're yeah, pretty well behaved yeah they're they're pretty well behaved that's so cool that's so great it is and so i, I want to ask the two of you a question um why did you become a librarian? What 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 pulled you into this type of work? Well, you go first. Oh gosh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know I I had worked at libraries when I was very very young, um, like shelving books, and I just sort of fell into it and I liked it. And I, I don't know if it's bad to admit I didn't have any like great passion that took me elsewhere. I, I, I don't know. I was just sort of maybe set in what I like to do. And, and I had done it long enough and enjoyed it. And Kent State has that great program. And I just sort of fell into it. I know it's not a very exciting story. <laughs> oh, mine's... But, but I think a lot of people in, in libraries kind of, that's sort of how we 
how we do what we do. And, yeah. and I am a bookworm, and I like to read, and that's completely nerdy, but it's it's true. <laughs> What's your favorite genre? What are your What I are some know, of your favorite? I authors? like historical fiction. I like nonfiction. I like biographies. Um, yeah, I like I like a lot of teen books. Even though I, it seems like I've kind of gotten away from it since I've been down here. I, I don't get to see the fiction like I, I used to. But I'll read pretty much anything. What's your favorite book? You know, I like uh, The Witch of Blackbird Pond, which okay. is a book for children. Oh, okay. um, it, it was even written like in the 50s, but it's it's a historical fiction about a, a young girl. And I, I read it when I was a young girl, and I think <laughs> it just stuck with me. Witch of Blackbird Pond, go out and get it. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Let's do that. Curtis, what's your favorite book? Oh, boy. Uh, do you have one that comes to mind? Talking fiction, probably Kafka. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going on this old, I'm kind of like Kelly on Bookworm. Uh, book nerd, whatever you want to call it. And I love like old fiction. So probably anything by Kafka or Dostoevsky, that's the kind of stuff I like. And, and I, but then I read a lot of history and biographies too. So I'm kind of all over the place, but probably, I don't know, Metamorphosis <laughs> or The Castle by Kafka. Wow. <laughs> and why did you become a librarian? I, well, similar to Kelly, I kind of fell into it. I uh, started working at the library as a shelver and started seeing all these people whipping through library school. And I was kind of floundering. I was in my early 20s and trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. I just graduated from college. And um, I'd worked at libraries previously, other libraries, as a student assistant when I was in college. And um, you know, I just decided to go to library school. A couple of people at the library uh, kind of influenced me and uh, were very encouraging. Hey, you should try this library school thing, and you'd make a great librarian. So I went to library school, and voila, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I just kind of felt, I think a lot of people yeah. just kind of fall. And there's very few that start off, I'm going to college, and I'm going to library school. Although I've known a couple, but... Most of us just kind of fall into it. It's a job we love. You know, you got to be kind of a people person, like like books, uh, like to do research. And I don't know, it's kind of a combination of things. Yeah, I, I have to say, um, working at the library for a, num for a few years with the Media Center and for the Community Foundation, um, the people I met who are librarians have broke my stereotype of what librarians oh, yeah. are. You guys are exactly. very interesting, funny, bunch. cool people. You know, <laughs> it's it's uh, and you have some people have this notion of libraries like an old lady mm -hmm. who's shushing you every five minutes <laughs> and yeah. kind of you know stoic and. But you guys are nothing like that. You no, know? Kelly's very really young really and beautiful, people. by the way. <laughs> very, yes. So are you, Curtis. Yeah, well, yeah. thank you. Thank you. Kelly's very young and beautiful, too. <laughs> yeah, thank you, guys. Chris Miller, I want to know what your favorite book is. Oh, man. My Please. favorite book. Cody, you have five seconds to yeah, think yeah, of yours. I know, I'm trying to think now. I bought you um, some time. Uh, wow. I, of, well... Or do any come to mind, like a couple? Yeah, I, I really like A Clockwork Orange. That's oh, I read that when I was a great. kid, and I think that's a great a book. A kid? Yeah. Oh, yeah, kid. Whoa, back in the I read Stephen King when I was, like, in third grade. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I like um, Vonnegut, you know. Welcome to the Monkey House is a really good book. Mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm really into, yeah, Kurt Vonnegut. I'm really into bizarro fiction and short fiction and science fiction, and I, I love the... Song of Ice and Fire series. I read that twice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Amazing. And then mm -hmm. this show, I'm obsessed with this show, of course. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I and I, I, I read a lot of horror fiction too, like big Stephen King fan, even still, Dark Tower, you know, um, The Stand, great book. So, mm -hmm. how about you, Liz? What, what, the do, stand, what do you prefer? The Stanley. Me. That's you. Um, there's 
two books that come to mind. One is uh, Lord of the Flies. I've always liked that since we read it in high school. It's just a great book. And then there's a book called Room that um, oh, yeah. the Nightlight did had uh, the, the movie, movie there a couple. Yeah, of, uh, it's it. been a couple months now, right. but I heard that was a, an awesome book. It's a great book, and I read it um, probably three or four years ago, and I just fell in love with it. It was probably one of my favorite books I ever read. What about you, Liz? You know, I don't know that I have, like, one favorite, but there's books that I think you, you read and you remember how much you enjoyed them or that they meant something to you at a certain time. Um, so I remember as a child the, the book that I read that I enjoyed so much I couldn't put it down um, kind of thing. It sounds really basic, but Robinson Crusoe. So for my entire life, hmm. I've always remembered that being the first book that I read that I couldn't put down. I just thought it was so adventurous, and I loved, you know, seeing um, him be resourceful on the on the island and have to feed himself and, and turn the grapes into raisins. And I just got so into that, like lost in that world. And then the Urban Eats was launched <laughs> straight from that. <laughs> Robinson Crusoe. Know. I want to run a cafe. <laughs> um, and and Pride and Prejudice, which I read uh, a few years later in high school, I think. Um, I still remember that fondly. And then I love, like Kelly said, I love a good biography. Um, uh, I read Andre Agassi's um, a couple years ago, believe it or not. A friend just had it, and I was like, well, what? You know, and I, I used to play tennis for fun, and so I knew a little about him, and that was a great bi- biography. So um, I think on the fictitious end, I like the hi- sort of historical, beautiful literature type fiction, but I like um, nonfiction, I think, interesting people are, are just my thing. Like, I like to photograph them, talk to them, read about them. Mm-hmm. So, a good biography. I, I can't go wrong with that. I remembered another one. Uh, the Giving Tree. Oh, yeah. Oh, such a oh, yeah. yeah. That's a classic. Shel Silverstein. Classic. That is yeah. so good. I have, I have bought that book as a gift. It makes it for a great gift. It's an awesome book. For two different people. It's so yeah. sad, though. I know. It is. That's, no, it's, it's just like the one I remember. Sad, yeah. I don't know why. God, yeah. I'm so depressed now, Cody. Thanks for bringing Sorry. everybody down. Yeah. I take it back. What a downer. What a downer. <laughs> well, Kelly, I'm, I'm really into oh. comic books, too. Are you? So. Yeah, yes. well, yeah. I love Which, you like comics, don't you? Yeah, of I love comics. You dress like them. You yeah. dress like them. <laughs> um, so, so one of the things that we ask people when they're on and and yeah. you know we we do we do information about akron and mm-hmm. things we love in akron thus the name of the podcast so <laughs> what are some of your favorite things to do in akron um places to eat places to go and why do you stay in akron you know and, <laughs> and we ask people that because a lot of people leave a lot of people even come back mm-hmm. but we i don't know either of you can answer first but just some of your favorite things to do why why you're in akron and what what keeps you here my, I, well, I don't know. Uh, Akron is, it's it, we're, the cool thing about Akron is it's relatively affordable to live here, and you're close enough to big cities like Cleveland, Columbus, Pittsburgh. You can drive to a big city if you want the big city feel. Um, but Akron, some of the things I like, I mean, gosh, I, I'm partial to Luigi's as far as a restaurant. I mean, I, that was one of the first restaurants I went to when I came to Akron because I came here to go to college, and I'm, I'm still here. Um, I'm a big music geek, so, you know, of course, the music scene, I, when I came here, I knew, oh, it's the home of Chrissy Hind and Devo. That's, right. So that's cool. So, you know, I've been going to see bands ever since I came here to go to college. And uh, so I like to go to the music clubs, you know, uh, Highland Square. I like to go to um, I, oh, I have music right here. I've seen tons of great shows here. Civic Theater when they have shows and Annabelle's to see punk bands up in the Lime Spider when it was in existence. Uh, see bands down there and um, 
free concerts at Lock Three. I like to go down there to see see the shows on Friday nights. It's mostly cover bands, and there's a cheese element about it, but it's fun. You know, it's free. <laughs> oh sure. So, so. Sometimes I feel like I'm at the county fair when I yeah. <laughs> <those> Lock Three. <laughs> I know. I know what you mean by that too. It's the crowd. But, but I yeah. like it though. It's, it's good. It's, oh uh, man, it's got and the, the usual people you see. I don't know. At it's part of downtown. It's great people watching. Let's I just love say. Yeah. At the, if you walk down Main Street, I love seeing the 150 plus motorcycles yeah. lined right. up yeah. in the street. Man, it's just, I don't know, it's a cool thing. It's a cool yeah. vibe. I love that. That's so Americana. Yeah. Very cool. Kelly, what about you? Um, well, I was born and raised in Akron. Um, I have roots here. My dad owned a bar in Akron that used to be oh, on cool. um, 246 East Exchange Street. It's gone now. Uh, it was there for 40 years uh, called Mitch's Lounge, and um, it's where the McDonald's is. Okay. Oh, on, okay. on Exchange Street, uh, and so I mean, I just have my roots here, and um, my family's all here. My friends are all here. Isn't to say I wouldn't be willing to move someday, but I, you know, I'm not going anywhere right now. Um, what do I like to do? Uh, you know, I too like Luigi's. That's not very original. I'm a Swenson's girl. Having kids, you know, we we're big fans of the Akron Zoo, mm. the Metro Parks. You know, there, there's a lot of great great things you can do when you have kids in Akron that, that doesn't cost a lot of money. Sure. It isn't amazing how the zoos change I love the from Ak its early days? The Akron Zoo is one of the best things we have yeah. in Akron. It's, it is. It's it is awesome. a great little zoo that you can get in and out of within like two hours with kids and it's not exhausting. It, it, the the otters... Yeah, the otters. <laughs> I, I remember Mitch's Lounge too. Oh, yeah, that was my Yeah, dad's back when I, my college days, yeah. we, I remember it too. We'd go to Thursdays, Mitch's yeah. Lounge. Those Thursdays, are two of the popular yeah. exchange yeah. streets. my bar. Hangouts. It was so. there for forty years. Yeah. Was your was your dad it was very Mitch? Popular. That was my grandfather. Okay. And then yeah, oh my, God, and my awesome. dad. Yeah, yeah, we had a lot of fun there. <laughs> so did you learn how to make a, a good drink it, there? You or? know, I learned how to open beer bottles okay. and pour shots. Okay. <laughs> more, you know, just simple mixes, sim simple, simple that, stuff. That talent will, will <laughs> be useful your whole life. That's awesome. <laughs> well, we are kind of nearing the end of our podcast here. We're going to kind of get into the events portion. If you guys have anything that you want to throw in, make sure we plug this, uh, the cryptology uh, program again. But we're going to kind of talk about Cryptozoology. Cryptozoology. <laughs> I'm sorry. What did I say? Yes. No, I'm just proud that I remembered it. Oh, okay. J July 23rd. You said cryptology. Sorry. One, one to three. 3.30. One to 3.30 mm -hmm. at the main library. Right. On, on the, the high street entrance. So if you park in the parking deck, you go in the, that entrance there. and Free parking free on parking. Saturday. Oh, yeah. So. All right. Liz, what do you got for us this week? Ooh, I remembered another great book, too. Uh, My Life in France by Julia Child. That's a good one. What? I bet you guys have it at the library. Everybody should go uh, get some books. That's um, happening on the 23rd, that awesome event. Uh, go learn about Bigfoot or see, um, you know, if you can be convinced that he exists or what these guys have to say. It's going to be entertaining, mm -hmm. I think, is the most important thing, whether you're really into it or skeptical. Um, this coming Wednesday, July 13th, uh, at lunchtime, you can do Tai Chi with Nancy Gardner at the Library Park on the corner of Mill and Main. Uh, that goes, it's a lunchtime thing. It's 12.15 to 1.15. Uh, so that sounds really fun and um, a beautiful little landscape setting right there on the corner of Mill and Main. Uh, again, that's Tai Chi with Nancy Gardner. And also um, at the library on Saturday, there is story time sampler in the children's department. It goes from, it's at 11 a.m. Uh, it's for preschool to primary age children. And like all the programming, you can, you can find out more about that and um, this special event on the 23rd at akronlibrary.org. Uh, coming up at 
Brico on Sunday. They now have brunch going on from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. If you guys didn't know, Sunday's brunch at Brico on Exchange. Um, that's relatively new, I think, and that's really nice to have a new breakfast situation downtown, uh, especially on Sundays. Um, Akron Punk Night at Musica this coming Wednesday, like I said. The Feds and Feral Children are playing. It's a 9 o'clock show. This coming Friday at Musica is the White Buffalo Woman release show, another concert. And Sunday is a huge show. Diggable Planets will be here. That's like big time, super awesome Brooklyn, New York hip hop from the 90s. Uh, I've had people calling the cafe and Musica to get tickets to that show. So you might want to jump online and see if they're still available. They're $20. Diggable Planets at Musica on Sunday. This weekend at the Nightlight, Hunt for the Wilder People is playing. I know right now at the Nightlight, uh, during the week, Wiener Dog is there. Uh, jump on the Nightlight's um, website, of course, to find out ticket prices and, and show times. Saturday, July 16th, big, big show. Um, not showing, but unveiling, if you will, uh, opening celebration of the Bud and Susie Rogers Garden at the Art Museum. That's going to be a big event. So that's going to be an all-day event. It's Saturday, July 16th. The new garden is going to be um, celebrated and, and open to the public, but there's live music starting at 6 p.m. The Del Rios are playing, the Shivering Timbers, and Wesley Bright uh, all playing starting at 6 o'clock, then 7 o'clock, and then 8 o'clock. Um, I think that's all I have. Codykins, you got anything? Chris, either guy, either of you guys? Go ahead. Okay. There's so much going on these days. Um, these are all shameless, shameless self-plugs, so I'm just going to apologize oh my in God. advance. Chris, never mind. Chris, <laughs> Chris, what you got? Uh, it's a busy, busy couple weeks here for me, but uh, this weekend uh, is on Thursday. It's Copper Penny's play at Rose's Run from 6 to 10. Uh, so come out and see us for some food. They got some good food. They're out on the patio. Uh, the 15th is Cider Jam, which is the second annual one, and they uh, raise money for fireworks for the Norton Cider Festival in uh, October. So that's cider, that's on this coming Friday, the 15th, from 6 to 9. Copper Pennies will play. There'll be food. Uh, $5 cover charge to the door to raise that money. Uh, and then on Saturday, make sure you make your way out to the Rubber Ducks game. Copper Pennies will be playing there uh, from 6 to 7. And then I can't remember who the Ducks are playing this weekend. Does anybody know? Erie. They're playing Erie. Erie. Okay. Yeah. So that'll be a fun uh, thing. Hopefully they'll win. And then in two weeks, uh, the 20, oh geez, 22nd, 23rd, 24th, 29th, and 30th, uh, Beauty and the Beast is at Talmadge High School for Dynamics Community Theater. Tickets are $12 for adults. $10 for seniors and students, and I'll be playing Cogsworth in that, so come and see me. <laughs> I am so excited for that. <laughs> Chris, what do you got? Um, this Wednesday here at Musica is the monthly gains meeting. Actually, um, that's not going to be oh. in Musica, but it will be in the same building. It's going to be at Uncorked, Uncorked. this okay. time. My apologies. That's Uncorked. okay. There's a couple events in Musica. Um, okay. That you know forced that to be moved upstairs. Liz, Liz kicked them out of music. I see how it is. <laughs> basically. Um, Wednesday at five thirty hit uncorked, and they're exploring gateways for growth, celebrating the sustainable contribution of refugees and immigrants. Um, the Beacon Journal ran a really good article yesterday about a study that was done and of how our refugees and immigrants contribute a whole lot economically. They're more they're, they have they're a higher percentage of homeowners than um, the native uh, folks. So that's that should be an interesting discussion. On Friday, this Friday, is the deadline for the Akron Art Prize, which seems to be growing in popularity and talent level every year. 
Um, so if you're an artist who's interested in getting in on this, you you better act quickly. You better get out your paints and start working. <laughs> um, Bike Party is this Friday, which is a, an amazing group of people. I went with them last month, and it was about 90 people. And you do a 10-mile bike ride to the city, meet at the Coffee Pot Cafe. Um, and it's a leisurely ride, so it's not really high high exercise level, but it's just a lot of fun. People decorate their bikes with lights and all kinds of cool uh, things, and, and it's like a parade slash um, bike gang slash... <laughs> Well, and don't Fun. they don't they do really cool themes each time? So they there's do. like there's this like a Star an Wars island, an island party. This yeah. is the island themed yeah. one. There's a Star Wars one coming up. Star Wars one coming like up. Your favorite Star Wars character. Cody. Nice. Yeah. To make my way down for that. Tell Ryan. Yeah. I know. I, you guys, I mean, you guys dress like that on the daily anyway. Yeah. You might as well ride bikes while you do. <laughs> Why not, right? <laughs> um, also, this weekend is the electric pressure cooker 23 with our friends at Wandering Aesthetics. Anything goes. Open mic down in the valley at None Too Fragile Theater. It's really cool because. Not only do they have um, musicians at the open mic, it's it's poets and writers and actors and, and all kinds of different types of performances. Um, this Also this Saturday is a neo-maniacal comedy studio run by our friend Sarah Jones at Gypsy Grace the Vintage Goat up the street. Um, there's also the well-read comedy tour that Chris Horn is bringing in oh, okay. um, with this gentleman named Trey Crowder who's a very popular YouTube star and comedian, and he's bringing him in. That is um, seven o'clock at uh, oh, actually at Musica here at Musica. So oh, really? Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> what it says. We should probably put that on the calendar. Okay, <laughs> I, I, yeah, Saturday. No, I'm just kidding. The sixteenth. Okay. Well, someone knows. Um, <laughs> someone here knows. So, um, Curtis and Kelly, any, anything else coming mm -hmm. up you'd like to promote, even if it's non-library related, just anything you want to mm. throw out there? Any lemonade stands in the neighborhood? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, actually, one of my favorite punk bands is coming here in, I think, September at Music, uh, Agent Orange. They're oh, a nice. surf punk band. Guys. They're playing mm -hmm. here. Uh, I can't remember the date, but sometime in uh, A lot of September. punk in the air. Yes, I'll, I'll definitely be at that. Cool. Um, it's our roots here in Akron. <laughs> All goes, back, all goes back to Akron, you know. That's right, that's right. <laughs> Definitely. Um, one more event, sorry, I forgot. The Monster Fest Mania uh, is coming up at the end of the month, uh, 29th and 30th at Quaker Square. Uh, and that's run by the guys who do the Akron Comic Con. It's like an old school sci-fi horror convention, so that'll be super fun. Um, I think it's Friday 5 to 9 and Saturday 10 to 6 or something like that. So that'll be a fun event to check out. And we really want to thank you, Kelly and Curtis, for coming down and talking to us about uh, the cryptozoology. There you go. Thing that you're, <laughs> the program that you're bringing. Uh, and thank you for coming on. So we really appreciate it. Thank that. you so much. Definitely. Thank you for having the, us. July 23rd. Don't July 23rd. It's going to be the cool spot awesome. to be. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Maybe uh, Bigfoot will come. Wouldn't that be cool if you made an appearance? That would Maybe. be cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm skeptical, though. Oh, <laughs> we should totally put Chris in a costume. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Well, as always, we work in partnership with the Akron Digital Media Center, ooh, Akron Community Foundation, uh, Musica, Urban Eats, the library, and all kinds of other fun things that we do around here. We're super excited that this is our 62nd episode, right? Yeah, 62. 62. Wow. Very Great. cool. Congratulations. Well, thank you guys again for coming on. And as always, keep, keep it, it in an Akron, Akron day. day. Les! Oh.